0: I want to share a message with you. You know, we're we're, we're talking about celebrating Christmas, and uh, I, one thing that most of you know about me is I I am always trying as best as I can to follow whatever the Holy Spirit is telling me to do. Always, okay? Do I mess up? Yes, I do. But I'm always trying to hear from Him, God. What is it you want to share? You know, I don't I don't get my sermons anywhere. Most of you know that because you know how bad they are. But <laughs> didn't have to. Laugh on that, guys. Um, But this week was an interesting week for me because usually Christmas messages are like coming to me way in advance, right? And I'll be honest with you, I'm not really good with themed messages, (laughs) I'm not good with oh man, Christmas is coming up. Got to do something about the birth. <laughs> I'm just not good at it because it like throws off my mindset. Like wherever I feel like like I, th- this is not to this is not to be mean towards the birth or celebration of Christmas at all. But I'm not at the birth right now in my walk. Okay, I'm just not there. Right? Like I, I, I've been there. I've experienced it. I've I, I've 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 basked in it. I've enjoyed it, but but it's a, it's a different place to be in. And so sometimes when I get to these services, I'm kind of like, oh. and that's what it's been like this whole week. Like literally the last night, I'm talking to Beth, and she's like, "So what is it?" And I'm like, "I don't know." <laughs> Y'all was like, "Man, he's gonna ramble for the next hour and a half." I can feel it coming. <laughs> so so i I get into a rhythm today, okay, I get into a rhythm, I'm like, okay, okay, no, 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 no no. okay i'm I'm feeling i'm I'm seeing where it's going, and i'm and I'm writing and, I, and i'm and I'm typing and i'm and I'm right here right here, I'm actually yeah, I'm right where Ashton's at, okay, um that's not a great spot to be, bud. um, so I'm sitting there and I, I'm going to town, I'm working, I'm working, I'm working, and um, I'm literally like getting towards the end, okay, getting towards the end, I'm like, okay, 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 got my scriptures, got my passages, got my stuff, and literally in middle of typing, I'm like, this isn't it. <laughs> And i sit I sit the laptop down. It's one thirty, okay? Not too long ago. It's one thirty. and so I sit the laptop down, and I come over and I walk right to that window, right there to that window, and I just start looking out the window. i listen, there's not sermons that are out there for me to just grab, just so you know, I'm just looking out the window. And I literally look out the window, and this, is, this, just, this just hits me, okay? And I don't know how this is going to come together, so we're just going to work with this, okay, as a people. We're real church. We just do some stuff, okay? It's all right. And this is, this is what came to me. This isn't what Jesus came for, okay? This isn't what Jesus came for. I want to start by telling you I love Christmas. I love it. I love lights, the twinkly ones specifically. They're my favorite. Bethany really disappointed me this year when I came home and she had to decorate the tree without me and she's like, I'm just going to go ahead and let you down easy and let you know the lights don't twinkle. I have not been in the living room since. Um, No. I love Christmas. I love lights. I love I love the movies, right? I love I love the the idea of giving presents, Christmas trees, ugly sweaters. If you didn't see my ugly sweater, it was glorious. I almost wore it tonight, then um, I thought it would be distracting. Hot cocoa. I love all of it. I love Christmas. I love everything that's associated with it. I just. I really enjoy this time of year, but this overwhelming thought hits me that as beautiful as it is, as enjoyable as it is for us, it's not what Jesus came for. It's just not. People outside of church culture would associate Christmas as the the Christian event of the year, right? Like it is, like it is, it like it all comes together at Christmas. Like even heathens are putting lights on their house, man. Like woo, glory, you know, right? Like that's, I mean, that's just it's like the way most people think, and they're like, this is it, this is this is where this is as good as it gets. But the problem that I think about is that I look at Christmas as it is. And if that is as good as it gets, they don't need us. And in their world, they don't need Jesus. They can get the twinkly lights wherever they want, even though I don't have any. (laughs) (laughs) I think the kids actually have the twinkly lights in their room. It's not fair. I think we might be missing the boat on what Christmas should really be. Now I, I believe that generosity is a big piece of this time of year. And I think I think I think there's there's some good things that, that are happening there without a doubt. I think that this is a time that people become more generous than, than they typically are. You know, people buy gifts for the mailman and the garbage man, right? That's crazy, right? <laughs> for some people. And so I, I love that. And I I think I think there's a lot of things that are at the heart of Christ, right? Love, joy, all these things. But still, if you add it all together, this isn't truly what Jesus came for. And I don't say that to be a Debbie Downer, to be a Scrooge or the Grinch or some other bad character in the movies. Um, But I believe that God wants to remind us today why he truly came and why we're celebrating. I'm going to ask you to turn with me to 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 15. There's a a few things that I want to point out. And like I said, forgive me uh, because this is just Coming together, okay. Um, 1 Timothy one fifteen um, spells out pretty clearly why Jesus came, and it's interesting because there are so many people that literally—I mean, they—they they may even have a a spot on their countertop for Jesus in the manger, right? And so it's a, it's a very familiar picture. It's a very familiar idea of Jesus came at Christmas and this is what we do and this is why we celebrate and all these things. First Timothy 1 Timothy 1.15 says this. The saying is trustworthy and deserving of full acceptance that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the foremost. Now, th- now, you you'll hear me talk a lot about saying things that listen, I'm going to let you down. I mean, listen, this is I get it from these types of people, right? <laughs> who who literally is Paul saying, "I am the worst of the sinners that there is." Let me tell you something about the worst of the sinners that is. He wrote the most of the New Testament. Huh. <laughs> That's okay, right? That's okay. But when you look at this, Christ Jesus came to save sinners. Above all else, there are so many things that he came and he did. There's so many things that he came and we have access to and we've been able to experience. And we will talk more and more and more about that. But we need to understand something. He didn't just come to make your situation feel a little bit better. He didn't just come so that you could get through a day or through a week or through a month. He came to save you. Saving someone is completely different than helping someone. Can we agree to that? Helping someone is completely different because if you think about, listen, I've had a lot of people help me in my life and I thank God for that in so many, many different ways. So many different ways have people helped. But I think about people who in their lives, they have actually been physically saved by someone, rescued by someone, pulled out of the grips of death by someone a fall, uh, uh, a scare, uh, a health, whatever it is, right? And I think about that encounter because you, if you watch uh, uh, some of these, these videos that are out there on Facebook, it's people meeting people who have saved their lives and they didn't know it, right? You see a firefighter who had miraculously went in and saved someone who literally would have been dead if it wasn't for that person. And you can watch these reunions and it's unbelievable. It's amazing to watch because being saved by someone is different than being helped by someone. Now, I'm not saying I won't remember you, but if I trip and you help me up, I am going to thank you. But I may not write a book about our experience, right, <laughs> about how you you went out of your way and helped me up. You know, it's just it's probably not going to happen. They probably won't make a movie about it, right? It's just not going to – I mean, maybe they'll make a little bit of a movie. I don't know, but – but the reality is being saved is so much different than just finding a Jesus to lean on every now and then when you don't feel good, right? Leaning on a Jesus when things aren't looking so bright. Well, God, you know, I know I don't really talk to you too much, but I could really use your help right now. Now, I'm not belittling those prayers to God. Please don't misunderstand me in that. But when you have been saved, right? When you have experienced salvation to this degree, what changes is your perception of that person. I may appreciate a fireman or a policeman or whatever, but the level of understanding and appreciation that I will have after they've rescued me is completely different. And some of you need to allow Jesus to rescue you. See, some of you for too long have done the church experience and, it, and it have maybe had a touch of Jesus, or maybe had a little moment, or maybe you're kind of doing one of these where you're like, "Sup, Jesus? See you on Easter, bro." You know, kind of one of these. It's all right. I can say this stuff, guys. It's okay. Um, but Jesus wants to do more. He wants to change everything about you. Now we get a, we get a little frightened by that, right? Because he wants you to talk differently, walk differently, act differently, experience life differently. The joy, the love, the peace, everything that everyone's trying to talk about right now that they're trying to like push on you, like be at peace, you know, and you're kind of like, my life is in total shambles right now. How do you expect me to be at peace? The problem is they don't respond to that and say, Jesus, (laughs) right? Well, I don't really feel lovely right now, Jesus. See, we are supposed to understand that he came to save us. And when we truly are saved, it changes our perception of that person and we need to change our perception of who Jesus is. John 12:46 says this. He said, "I have come into the world as light so that whoever believes in me may not remain, say remain, may not remain in darkness." See, he came <laughs> he came to pull you out of that darkness. Too many people, um, let's see if this works for me, okay? I put in this dimmer switch um, probably about uh, two years and two weeks ago um, because there were a lot of last-minute things that were happening at this church, okay? So I installed this dimmer switch. You'll notice there's a switch over there too, okay? Um, The warning about that switch over there is it doesn't technically power anything, uh, but um, it's just there to look pretty, okay? This switch dimmer switch. They power these two lights that are right here. So if you want to see me nice, you want to see the glare off my face or maybe kill that glare a little bit for you, right? Here's the reality. When it comes to living life with Christ, he came so that we wouldn't remain in the darkness, right? Darkness, you're with me. He didn't want us to remain in the darkness. The problem is he wants this. We keep doing one of these. Right? We keep, we keep doing this. And the, the tricky thing about Jesus and God and the word, if you read it, is that what's really hard to understand is that when it comes to living a life for Jesus, you, you don't get this functionality you can't you can't be like Saturday night, I love Jesus Monday <laughs> Tuesday night, discipleship we love Jesus Wednesday, right Here's the problem. this is what we're trying to do, guys <laughs> all the time. And the problem is when it comes to the word, it's darkness or it's light? It's darkness or it's light. Those are our options. See, when Jesus came, he came that we wouldn't remain in darkness, right? So, why do we find ourselves, knowing this truth, finding ourselves hiding in these corners back here? Right, we 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 are we are forsaking. Listen, Christmas comes. We want to celebrate. We want to do all the good things. But the problem is, is people just they just want enough light, just just to see. Just give me a little bit, right? Just give me a little bit of light, because I just I just need to see where I'm going. Because uh, you know, I, I just I just I just got to get there. And Jesus is like, no 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 no. I came to get you completely out of the darkness. That's what he came to do. He didn't come to stay in that manger so we could all come together once a year and say, oh man, remember Jesus? He came in that manger and it was great. It was good stuff. It was good stuff, right? Wait till New Year's, baby. Woo! Woo! He came to give us more. He came to give us more more now this is where some people get really excited (laughs) and they're like all right jesus daddy needs a new pair of shoes (laughs) right (laughs) these are dice i'm rolling i don't know how to roll dice so i might be doing it wrong okay is that yeah i I think it'll work okay right daddy needs a new pair of shoes go daddy needs a new car or tires for the car or windshield wipers for the car or gas for the car (laughs) daddy needs a nice home Pastor Tom needs a nice new jet. Ah, snake eyes. Second um, Peter one three four says this: His divine power has granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence. He's called us to his own glory and excellence, it says in four, by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises so that through them you may become partakers of the divine nature having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. He came so that we could become partakers of the divine nature. Guys, there is so much more. So much more. We walk around and listen, people love Christmas. People love it. They love the joy. They love the excitement. They love the generosity. Can I tell you something? Jesus is so like that all the time. All the time. He thinks such good thoughts about you. He has such great plans for you. He wants wants glory for you. He wants you to experience this divine nature. We're freaked out by it. (laughs) We're scared about it. We make fun of it. See, we get caught up in church pointing out failure and sin so much. This is why so many people are afraid of the church. This is why so many people show up twice a year, right? Sometimes on Mom's Day, right? See, we get caught up in church because so many people are busy pointing out the failure of the sin and not the joy of partaking in the divine nature. Can I tell you something? There is nothing more glorious, <laughs> nothing more amazing, nothing more fulfilling than walking in the purposes and the glory of God everywhere that you go. There is Pete, listen, some of you are dealing with some stuff. Some of you have dealt with it for a long time. And maybe some of you have gone to church for a long time. But still you find yourself struggling with the same stuff and the same feelings and the same emotions and the same, same cycle, the same rut that you find yourself in. And the reality is, is Jesus is right there saying, just, I, I, there's more for you. There is more for you than what you know and than what you've experienced. See, because when Jesus came, he came to create an opportunity for connection. See, we get too caught up turning earthly possessions into heavenly blessings. Way too often, right? We keep turning earthly possessions into heavenly blessings. I am so blessed. <laughs> I'm so blessed. I have a microphone, right? <laughs> thank you, Jesus, for my microphone. I am blessed. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't thank God for your microphones. Amen? Thank God for your microphones. No one has microphones. Man, you guys are missing out. Um, we we keep looking to the things of the earth calling them blessings, and I'll be honest with you, I think it's a little shameful. Most of them are created by man and not God. Listen, there is a beautiful Ford F-250 out in that lot, and I love it. <laughs> I do, okay? But we have, we've gotten confused because here's what happens. If I have a microphone and you don't, See, there's this, there's this blur that starts to happen because people start to say, well, I love God. Why don't I have a microphone? <laughs> Billy, don't you dare try to come wrestle me for this microphone. <laughs> he would take me out. We, we keep looking at things of the earth Calling them blessings in such a, and I'm not. I'm. Uh, don't don't misread me, Bethany. You know she's my clause queen, right? I'm not saying that that, that it's it's not okay to say some of the things, but. There's a, there's, a, there's a disruption that happens in people's perception because people believe then that if they don't have all the things, they don't get all of the things, that guess what? For some reason, God doesn't like them and he, he's upset with them or he, they're not doing good enough for them. And so they don't get to have those things. That's not it. That's not the story. That's not the way it plays. We are not preaching a prosperity gospel that says, as long as you keep giving, you're going to get that jet, Tommy. <laughs> That's not it. And in the, we've got a problem because people keep saying these words blessings. And can I tell you what a blessing is? A blessing is being able to be a partaker of the divine nature of who God is. There is more depth to that. There is more life to that than that microphone. <laughs> So when Jesus came, he came to create an opportunity for connection. See, when we start to confuse these two value systems, see, we've got the world's value system and we've got God's value system and we got them all jacked up. We are blurring them and we're starting to say that what's in man's value system is a part of kind of what God, because God's given me, you know, he's, he's, he's letting me, he's let me do this. He's letting me do that. And I'm not saying that some of that stuff's not good guys, but what I'm saying is that we aren't partaking of the divine nature because we keep trying to get more of man's creations. And then we label them blessings, Floop! throw the label on them. This is a blessing slap. And we're missing out on experiencing the divine nature of who he is. Mark 10.45 says this though. There's something else that he came to do. It says, for even the son of man came not to be served, but to serve. And to give his life as a ransom for many. Just leave that up there for me. I want you to see this, I want you to understand this. Jesus came. This is this is interesting because most people's perception of Jesus when he came was as a baby. Now, I don't know if you all know this. Babies require a lot of attention. Okay. I have four of them. Bethany, counting me, has five of them. Okay? <laughs> And so many of us still see him as this baby in a manger, but he came to serve. Now, see, this is where I get, I get really frustrated with a lot of church experiences because a lot of people who are maybe up here talking, um, they believe that as long as I get up here and talk, I'm doing my serving, and then y'all can do all the dirty stuff that I don't like to do, <laughs> right? Right? I would I would hope that most of you have seen me with a vacuum in my hand more than once, okay? <laughs> See, because our job is to model what Christ came as. To serve. To serve. He came to serve. In every respect of that word, he came to serve. He called us friends. <laughs> He called us friends, and what a beautiful example that he set for us because too many people are coming into church experiencing experiences and they're expecting to be served. Hey, Tommy Toes, I didn't like that light thing you did. Appreciate it if you left the lights alone next time. <laughs> Okie dokie, <laughs> right? Too many people are consumed by all the little things. Let me tell you, they're just church things, guys. And so many of you have heard that over and over and over again. And you know what you haven't heard? The life-changing power that is in Jesus Christ. Because you've been distracted by everything else everyone else is saying, everyone else is doing, everyone else is not doing, right? Listen, you will very, very rarely hear me whine or moan or complain. Because I'm just a person that we're just going to just pick up and get it done no matter what. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. And you know why? Because... That's the way he was. He didn't come to be served. He came to serve. We, listen, we as a church, it is our job to serve this community, not just to love it. See, modern Christianity wants to say, just love everybody, man. It's all good, right? It's all good. We'll go to Plain Folk with my Uncle John, right? And we'll all just be love and happy, love and happiness, Well, you can say you love everyone, but if you don't serve them, there's no love in that. (laughs) See, love looks a lot like Jesus did when he knelt down and he began washing the disciples' feet. That's what it looks like to serve. The king of kings who came, who we know he came to save sinners, and here he is down on his knees washing the feet of his friends. So, when I think about all of this, I think about my twinkly lights. I <laughs> really wish I had them. Um, <laughs> I think about my hot cocoa, my movies. Oh, listen, I, I love it all. I love it. Eat it up. Enjoy it. Christmas lights, Coney Island lights, they're great. I love it. But that's not what Jesus came for. He came, he came in power, he came to serve, he came to save sinners, he came to pull you out of darkness so that you could remain in light. He came to give you more Maybe not materially, right? <laughs> maybe, maybe you're thinking about the things that you need or want. And it's like, man, maybe if I do this Jesus thing, I'll get my boat finally. Um, not going to happen, people. <laughs> but he came to give you more spiritually. An encounter that would change every other encounter that you would have. That's what he came for. So he didn't come for all the stuff. And it's not that we can't enjoy those things. We enjoy those things. There's nothing wrong with enjoying them. I enjoy them, right? But he came for more. I'm gonna ask you to stand with me as we get ready to close. I want you to really think about this in your heart tonight. Of in your own life, how do you see Jesus at this time? because he did he did come for something a little different than maybe what we've seen or what we've experienced and i would tell you that there is something incredibly powerful about aligning with the god of the universe We often forget that title for him, that he literally is the God of the universe. Created everything in it, on it, and around it. And we forget that we have access to him. Why do we have access to him? Because Jesus came as a baby. Thank God that he did. We celebrate that this week, that he came, but he didn't stay there. He walked the earth, he saved sinners. Performed miracles. He was crucified on a cross, falsely accused, took on our sins. When he died on that cross, what he did is bridge this gap between humanity and God. He's the only way He's the only way. If we're experiencing humanity and everything that humanity offers and we still realize that there's not enough and there's still some emptiness and there's still some brokenness that I just I can't seem to shake, I can't seem to get out of, I can't seem to get away from. Every time I think I'm doing good, I fall back again. I just can't keep moving. There's this bridge for us to cross that is Jesus to experience the peace, the joy, the love, the deliverance, the freedom that is found in God. That's why he came. He didn't come so we could sing cute little songs and have our things. He came to save sinners and pull you out of your darkness. He doesn't want you there. And Let me tell you something, no matter what you think, you don't want to be there. And I say that because from being in darkness and being in light, it's so much more glorious in the light. There's so much more joy. There's so much more everything in the light.